like Burbit of the crew in Washington with The Hill. Like Connell, thank you so much. Hello and welcome to The Hill here on News Nation. As Connell just referenced, there could be some major political news here at any moment. The Associated Press is reporting right now that the presidential candidate Chris Christie will make an announcement at a campaign stop in New, in New Hampshire in minutes. So what is it? Is it about his future in the race? We are monitoring it live. We will bring you that announcement once Chris Christie drops the news. And if you ever thought that Washington was the suit and tie version of the circus, do we have a show for you today? Hunter Biden showing up on Capitol Hill before the House Oversight Committee. Turns out he was the calm one. The White House won't say if they knew in advance that the president's son would cause the scene that he did. And that wasn't the only committee room with quite the headline. Republicans on the Homeland Security Committee have now started the process of potentially impeaching one of the top Democrats in this town. And how about this question for you parents all over the country, really? Let's get out of Washington for a second. Should states ban tackle football for kids? We'll tell you where that might happen. Could be a busy hour here coming up. Thanks for being with us on The Hill. I'm Blake Berman, joined today by Chris Steyerwald, News Nation political editor and senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute. Scott Bolden, former D.C. Democratic Party chairman and Democratic analyst. Kara Frederick is the director of the Tech Policy Center at the Heritage Foundation. And Bob Cusack, of course, editor-in-chief of The Hill. The Hill on News Nation starts right now. Come on in. Thanks for being here with us on the Hill on News Nation. You know, we uh, we have followed all the ins and outs of the presidential race for, I don't know, months, a couple years, years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the big outstanding questions going into this was, OK, can anyone can any Republican topple Donald Trump? We're starting to see some polling. Maybe Nikki Haley can make a dent in New Hampshire. And if she were to take on Donald Trump in New Hampshire, how might she be able to do it? Chris Christie dropping out of the race. Potentially. And now we are hearing, Chris, um, that Chris Christie is set to make a major announcement. And we don't want to get uh, ahead, the, of, ahead of what he might say. This would right. be a magnificent troll if Chris Christie uh, <laughs> circulated, got a rumor put. Came out with there. fundraising numbers. Yeah, and, and, and then his answer was, and yeah. I'm going all the way to the White House. Yeah. Um, but uh, we can say that it would be a, a massive boost to Nikki Haley's chances for this one reason. So let's say Ron DeSantis dropped out of the race today, right? That he decided he wasn't going to slog it out through Iowa and he was just going to take his medicine and go home to Florida. It's a lot warmer, by the way, in Tallahassee uh, <laughs> than it is in the Quad Cities right now. So if he did that, the, uh, the benefit for, <clears throat> for Haley would be modest in the sense that a lot of DeSantis voters might go to Trump, right? right. Uh, it certainly wouldn't be a straight line. None of Chris Christie's voters are going to go to Donald Trump. There are no Trump Christie. There are no Christie Trump voters. And everybody with with if Chris Christie drops out of the race, especially with New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu, all in for Nikki Haley and pushing hard. And she's within striking distance in some polls. Uh, he's sitting on 12 percent, 10 or 12 percent in New Hampshire. That is exactly what she would need hmm. to get up over the top and really make it a race. And, and, and Bob, that's. Kind of his whatever Chris Christie says coming yeah. up here, ten to twelve percent. I think it's fair to say, as Chris points out, that's his ceiling. He was what at eleven percent in in New Hampshire in twenty sixteen, yeah. and that's where he is right now. Call it one in every I don't know eight or nine Republicans in that state for him. But 
That, no. that, that doesn't get the job done. And, and there's, there never was a path for him to get the nomination, regardless of what he says uh, today. And so it is big in New Hampshire. However, though, uh, any momentum <coughs> Haley has, she's got to bring to her home state of South Carolina, where she's been struggling in the polls. But still, if you have a big win or even close second in New Hampshire, right. everything changes. Okay. All right. Yeah, so that, No, go on. Go. That doesn't get her or any other Republican candidate to the end zone, though. It does in New Hampshire. But then the question is, where do you go from here? To win, she still has to get some Trump supporters from somewhere. And no other GOP candidate in this race has been able to do that. And so I think it's a sugar high for her in New Hampshire. And after that, you go to South Carolina, and it gets tough for her. But if you think about the Democrats in 2008 is a good example of this. Barack Obama wasn't going to beat Hillary Clinton. He was not. It, it wasn't going to be competitive. He won in Iowa, and he created some momentum. She, the empire struck back in New Hampshire. Uh, she shed a tear in New Hampshire, and, and the race changed a little bit for a minute. Then they had to go duke it out in South Carolina. The way to think about the Republican Party right now is there's a third of the Republican Party that is gaga for Donald Trump. They love Donald Trump. They are crazy for Donald Trump. It is a, a religious kind of zeal. Mm-hmm. There's a quarter of the Republican Party that hates him like God hates sin. Mm-hmm. They are back in Nikki Haley, and they don't like Donald Trump, and they're against him. Where's the other third? Exactly. There's a plurality <laughs> of the Republican Party mm-hmm. that is a, a pollster friend of mine says that they're There's never Trump, always Trump, and always Republican. They just want to win. They just want somebody who can win. And if it looks like Nikki Haley's got momentum in doing it, she might pry some of them away. But she's got to consolidate that Christie. She's got to get that base locked up first. Kara, real quick, as a Republican, your your thoughts as we await Chris Christie here? Yeah, I mean, first, I'm surprised Scott can do math. But but no, I think Chris Christie. Come on, (laughs) right off the you know and there are some people who right now though some of this um uh, anti um uh, trump um uh, opprobrium it's coalescing around nikki haley so i mean okay. she does the momentum i think is everything so i wouldn't decry that whatsoever right. she can get back into her home state uh, you never know what'll so happen. you two stand by here for a second because uh, <laughs> consider what's going on elsewhere in this country, all over the world right now, Republicans will be uh, voting on their presidential candidate five days from now. President Biden, 81 years old, running for re-election. He spoke today with the brand new Republican Speaker of the House about the crisis at the southern border. There's war in the Middle East, war in Europe, U.S. troops coming under attack elsewhere. Just some of what's going on. But today, today, this was the focus of Washington. You are the epitome of white privilege, coming into the oversight committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls. I think that, uh, that Hunter Biden should be arrested right here, right now, and go straight to jail. This is not factually based. This is a farce. This is a political stunt. And it is designed to help Donald Trump secure the nomination Okay, so that's just some of the fireworks, as you saw, Hunter Biden surprisingly showed up before the House Oversight Committee, which is looking to hold him in contempt of Congress. Uh, It was quite the scene, Bob, in the halls of the Capitals, a a, a little bit of a surprise. I I wonder, when when I was watching that, I thought to myself, wait a minute, we've talked about someone going before the cameras, stealing the spotlight, trying to draw the narrative, and, and, you know, sort of... Uh, saying, you know what? I'm here. Focus on me. Let's talk about me. Donald Trump. Yeah. Did, did he just do the Donald Trump? 
Hunter Biden? I don't think he did it very well. I mean, okay, he's well, a very sympathetic figure. I mean, his approval ratings are basically neck and neck with Vladimir Putin. Uh, this was something that Republicans pounced on because, listen, he is not a sympathetic figure. I don't know why Hunter Biden was hanging out at the White House. At least he's not done that before. I think someone's got to tell this Biden campaign, let's get a hunter out of the headlines as much as possible. This, I think, backfired. Yeah, but this is also a brilliant move in the sense that he did nothing. He's a public citizen. He's not an elected official. It was a public hearing. He and his lawyer, who's very aggressive on the defense side and is going to continue to be that way, uh, they just showed up and sat at a hearing. He had every right to do that. Didn't say a word. Didn't do a press conference. And all hell broke loose. He, he is. He is a private. He is. He is a. It seems like the Republicans got got shook, shook and not Hunter Biden. So I, he, I, I think. I think you're both right. Mm-hmm. I think both of you are quite right. So Hunter Biden got what he wanted, right? The, he he went in. He embarrassed the Republicans. He turned their hearing into a, a, a spectacle by not saying in, a word. By not saying a word. So so he he got what he wanted. Now of course, what's it going to get him? It's not going to get him anything because he uh, he, he has no reputation to defend. He no. he he is already when you already have the approval rating, Putin probably would have a stronger uh, approval rating than, than Hunter Biden. So you're this disaster of a public figure. So what's the worst thing that can happen? And so I think I think to your point, but I but Bob is so right, and I've said it here before, and I have to say it again, the solipsism. The selfishness, the self-centeredness of Hunter Biden's campaign, while his father is in the fight of his life to try to hold on to the presidency, is the most arrogant kind of selfishness that I can imagine, even if it had the effect that you described, Counselor. And I, and I don't dispute that. I think in terms of his criminal case in his own life, yes. But for Joe Biden, this guy's got to go away for the sake of yeah, you. Second term, fine. Just got to go away. You want that politically, but you got to remember he's facing four indictments or four charges where he's been indicted. How for. many millions his, of it's dollars? It's not his political life; it's his criminal life. How many millions of dollars? Be aggressive. Did he make off himself. of his dad's name? How many millions of dollars? How, what lifestyle did he He won't be the enjoy? first or last son to make not saying, money off not his saying, father's name. I'm just saying it's sad for me because he owes his dad so much. And he is doing this at the hazard to his father's reelection campaign. But how do you and know he's not doing it at the consent of his father's political machine? As OK, well? so so you asked the question. White House was asked about it today. Roll it. Here's what I'll say, and I've said this many times before. Hunter, as you all know, is a private citizen. He's not a member of this White House. Uh, he makes his own decisions um, like he did today about how uh, to respond to Congress. So they were asked, but, hold on, hold on, they were asked if if the, the president knew about it and they would not answer mm-hmm. at well, the White but, House. But, I'm, but, but I didn't say this was a coordinated campaign. I said Hunter Biden was silent. The White House is silent. Both have every right to be silent. And they don't need to be communicating one way to each other or to the public. Hunter Biden is facing incarceration. His liberty is at stake, right? He's got to turn the tables and be aggressive. Now, if the Biden campaign didn't want that, does anybody on this panel think that he'd be out here doing this? Yes. If Biden didn't want that? hundred <laughs> million uh, thousand He loves his percent. father too much. Okay. No, because... Like I love my father too it, much. You think the Biden and it matters to me what he thinks. Do you think that the... I think that is not the case because I think we have read all the reports about people inside the White House and inside the campaign saying... This must be made to go away. Right. And I, you're talking about people in the White House. I'm talking about Biden. Well, 
obvious, difference. Obviously, it's a problem. But your, your question is, you think the campaign wanted this? You think the campaign did? No way. This is, ba- this is yeah, bad for the reelect. OK. All right. So if Hunter Biden caught your attention, then this uh, most certainly will as well. People living in New York in person uh, school today was closed at James Madison High School in Brooklyn as nearly 2,000 migrants were sent to the school gym because of the weather. That meant for students, children supposed to go to that, that school every single day for class, they were sent home. Go home. Remote learning today. Parents, as you might imagine, were outraged. For all the parents who had to stay home today because their kid had to do remote learning, that is wrong. And it's not even fair to the migrants as well. We told you that this is not sustainable and we need a better sustainable plan. Kara, it's gotten to the point in New York uh, where they're shutting down schools. Well, here's the thing. And the, the biggest issue here is the people that suffer because of this illegal immigration or these illegal uh, people crossing the border in general uh, are the American taxpayers. Are, all of this is at the expense of Americans. A report came out a few weeks ago that said nearly three in five illegal alien households are on taxpayer-funded welfare. That is a massive issue. And New York is just a, a small piece of the puzzle here. You have students being vacated. You have families that were just trying to go to the Army-Navy game who couldn't have their hotel rooms because they were housing illegal immigrants. Uh, Daily Wire reporting says in 2023, the equivalent of entire populations of Wyoming, Vermont, Rhode Island, and Delaware crossed the border in one year. This is intentional. When you have 10,000 illegal crossings per day, this is a massive issue we can't ignore, and the ones that are suffering are Americans, period. Okay. Now our kids. Me- meantime, the first impeachment hearing for the Homeland Security Secretary, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, getting underway here in Washington earlier today. This crisis have left us with no reasonable alternative than to pursue the possibility of impeachment. The Secretary's actions have brought us here today, not ours. Joining us now is the Democratic Congressman from the state of Maryland, Glenn Ivey. He is also a member of the Homeland Security and Judiciary Committees. Congressman Ivey, good to have you back here uh, on the Hill on News Nation once again. I, I, can, I can bet that you're going to say that um, Alejandro Mayorkas doesn't deserve to be impeached, but I wonder how you can defend the job that he has done. Well, let's start with the impeachment issue. Um, The witnesses that they presented today, none of them actually addressed uh, the issue of impeachment from the standpoint of the language of the Constitution. You know, they talk about bribery, treason, uh, you know, high crimes and misdemeanors. None of them did. Uh, And the reason they didn't do that is the same reason the Republicans ran into problems with the Oversight Committee. The experts they brought in said, you know what, there's not enough evidence to impeach. That was for President Biden. The same is true for Mayorkas today, and the evidence that we presented with the witness, but also from um, letters that were written in uh, by experts who said it's just not there. And not only that, it goes against what the founders wanted in the Constitution. They didn't want people being replaced. It was, the James Madison quote was maladministration, bad policy. You don't replace people for that. You replace them for high crimes and misdemeanors. Has he done a good job? I think he's done a good job under very difficult circumstances. And, you know, one of the points I mean, that we've been making the, is... You've seen the numbers, Congressman. Border crossings, 1.7 million in 2021. Uh, that's up, what, by about 30%, 40% to last year to 2.4 million. 
Well, a couple quick points. One is, let's give them the resources that they need to address the problem. We've offered legislation to pass additional funding for more Border Patrol agents. And let's, for the people who get here who need to go out and get adjudicated, let's add a lot more judges. The White House sent money to try and do those sorts of things. Democrats have offered that. And as a matter of fact, Senate Democrats and Republicans are negotiating on just these issues right now. But the House Republicans that are staging these uh, sham impeachment hearings, they did a road trip to Texas instead. So instead of being here to work and try and get legislation done to fix the problem, they went and did a photo op in Texas. So, you know, if you want to get it fixed, we all know there's a problem. And it's been there for 40 years. Let's try and do things that will address them instead of, like, doing photo ops. I wonder what you make, uh, sir, of the story there out of Brooklyn, where they shut down a school because they needed the, the school gymnasium there to house migrants. If there was a similar scenario in the state of Maryland, say, in your district, would you be okay with telling kids, you know what, you go learn remotely, we got to have the school taken over? No, we don't want to do that. We want to try and reduce the number of people who are coming across. We want to make it more legal. We need to pass legislation that will uh, facilitate people to make legal crossings. And we need to try and do, take steps to, to uh, reduce the push of people from leaving those countries and trying to come to the United States. Most of them are coming from uh, you know, Central America, but now from other countries as well and continents. The reason they're coming is for economic opportunity and in part for bad political situations in their home countries. If we can help address that, then a few of them will want to leave and come here. But you know, the other part of it too is, like I said a minute ago, we've got a lot of people trying to cross the border that we don't want to have them cross. Let's increase the number of agents to address that. Let's increase the number of judges who can deal with the, the, uh, the court issue, because if they have a right to asylum, that's a statute that they have the right to uh, be defended under. Okay. But it needs to be adjudicated. Let's increase the number of judges so they can uh, make the decision. And the ones that should go back, let's send them back. Congressman Ivey, got to leave it there. Thank you for the time, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Um, Chris, last word to you. You, you, you hear Democrats consistently, as we just heard there, talk about processing at the border and not necessarily think care. I mean, Kara's shaking her head, <laughs> but um, not necessarily more agents, uh, stricter measures at the border, remain in Mexico, et cetera. Well, there's a dangerous thing that's going on with impeachment. And the dangerous thing that's going on with impeachment is uh, tit for tat. It's demeaning of impeachment. Uh, it, it takes away a powerful and important tool for the legislative branch when we get into these retributive back and forth impeachment. We'll impeach everybody. Um, you can't disagree with at least one thing that Congressman Ivey said, which is there's real legislation, there's, there's a real discussion, there's a real battle going on right now about funding for Ukraine and funding at the border. Senator James Langford from Oklahoma and a bunch of Democrats, are, they're, they're working hard right now to come to some sort of deal on the border. And all this other stuff, right, that won't impeach anybody, that won't convict, certainly won't convict anybody, that will do all this stuff. And won't solve anything. And won't solve anything is good. You know what we call election year? Hmm. Silly season, yep. right? So <laughs> yep. once you get in the silly season and people are doing all this stuff, but it's not, it's not going to get those kids back in their classroom. All right, coming up here on the Hill, Mike Johnson, the House Speaker, uh, has a slim majority in the House. He's staring down a government shutdown potentially later this month. So what comes next? Styrewall breaks it down on the other side of the break. And don't you know, don't you know, don't you know, he just won the college football national championship. And guess what that man, my guy, Jim Harbaugh, is saying now? He's not talking X's and O's. Rather, he's talking unions. 
That's when the Hill on News Nation returns. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s message can be heard everywhere. His words change the nation. And though you might not know where the words came from, you can feel the truth behind them. We're now faced with the fact that tomorrow is today. We're confronted with the fierce urgency of now. The Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. called us all to service. Opportunities to serve those in need are all around you. And every time you volunteer to read to a child, serve a hearty meal, or clean up a park in your comunidad, his message becomes a reality. This January is your chance to let MLK's word inspire you to action. Learn how you can volunteer for a better tomorrow on MLK Day at AmeriCorps.gov forward slash MLK Day. The ladies of Designing Women call Antenna TV home. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. I love it. Whoever said there's no such thing as a silly question clearly never watched Designing Women. Who is this pig you're carrying on with? Where was your underwear? What the heck are you talking about? Catch Designing Women on the network that makes you laugh all day and all night. A simple eye exam can catch eye disease before it affects your sight. Hi, I'm Dr. Griffin Rogers, Director of the National Institute of Diabetes, Digestive, and Kidney Diseases. Dr. Michael Chang, Director of the National Eye Institute here at NIH, explains... Many eye diseases don't have early symptoms, so you may not recognize that you have a problem. The best way to track eye health is with a dilated eye exam. Your eye doctor will check for problems, give you eye drops to widen your pupils, and check for eye disease. This simple, painless exam can detect issues early when they're easier to treat and before they affect your vision. You'll need a dilated eye exam at least every one to two years if you're over age 60 or over age 40 if you're African-American have a family history of eye diseases, such as glaucoma, you have diabetes or high blood pressure. So talk to your doctor about an eye exam if you meet any of these criteria. Follow us at NIDDKGov. This is Dr. Griffin Rogers. Thanks for listening to News Nation on the go. I'm Marnie Hughes, delivering fact-based, unbiased news from all sides. After a relatively successful 2023, the airline industry is starting 2024 with some turbulence. Both Alaska and United Airlines have canceled dozens of flights that operated the Boeing 737 MAX 9. The aircraft was grounded this week after a door on one of the planes blew out mid-flight. For many Americans, getting insurance for both their cars and homes has gone from a routine, generally manageable expense to a do-or-die ordeal that can strain household budgets if they can get coverage at all. Some carriers have stopped selling policies in some states because of rising claims. Ford is recalling nearly 18,000 2023 F-150 and Super Duty pickup trucks. The steering wheel lock spring may have an insufficient weld, causing a loss of electrical connection to the driver's front airbag. I'm Mark Huffman. Learn more at ConsumerAffairs.com. Call now. Call 1-800-848-4215 for your free information and your free gift. That's 1-800-848-4215. There's no obligation. 1-800-848-4215. Call now.
Newly released video from UFO journalist Jeremy Corbell captures a strange jellyfish UFO. He joins Chris live with the raw footage. Plus, the one and only Bill O'Reilly joins Chris live with a look ahead at the 2024 Iowa caucuses. Tonight on Cuomo. Great question. <laughs> live look, uh, Chris Christie in New Hampshire. Uh, welcome back here to the Hill on News Nation. So, thank you all for coming tonight. Do we want to, Joe, Joe, do we want to dip into this? Yep. Uh, Chris Christie live real quick. Uh, let's listen to him real quick. Happy to be here in Wyndham. Thank you all for taking the time to come. Glad we're having better weather than we had yesterday. Um, I, we were up in Rochester yesterday, and it was snowing, like real New Hampshire snow. Um, so it was good to experience that. So thank you all for coming tonight. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your support. You know, we start these town halls the same way. I started them the same way ever since we... We're up at St. Anselm's in June to tell you why, why we're in this race. And we're in this race to tell the truth. From the beginning, we've been in this race to tell the truth. Fact is that as we were watching this race come together from where Mary Pat and I were sitting at home in New Jersey, we were really concerned that nobody would tell the truth in this race about what's really at stake. And no one would tell the truth about Donald Trump. No one would tell the truth about his divisiveness, his stoking of anger for his own benefit, him putting himself before the people of this country, myself included, who gave him the honor of being president of the United States from 2017 to 2021. Personal ambition is a necessary element for any political candidate. You gotta get out of bed in the morning and be able to really believe in your heart that you have something to offer to folks that's better and different. And so I have no argument with people who are involved in politics being ambitious. You need to have it. But it can't be what governs your decision making Ambition can't be what makes you decide how to do things as a public figure. It could just be the fuel that gets you out of bed, that gets you in front of a room like this, that gets you on the phone raising money, that gets you working for people who you believe in and gets you working for yourself. I made a political decision eight years ago when I dropped out of the race in 2016. I looked at the polls, and I decided that Donald Trump was going to be the nominee, and that since I'd known him for 15 years, that I could make him a better candidate, and if he won, maybe a better president. I knew his flaws, but I also knew he was going to win the nomination. So I decided that I would get behind him and support him. I let the ambition get ahead and in control of the decision-making. And after I figured that out, I promised myself and I promised my wife that I would never, ever do that again. And I'm not going to. So for all the people who have been in this race, who have put their own personal ambition ahead of what's right, they will ultimately have to answer the same questions that I had to answer after my decision in 2016. Those questions don't ever leave. 
In fact, they're really stubborn. They stay. And so I know how I'm answering those questions. I've never believed that Donald Trump was a foregone conclusion as our nominee in this race. And I knew that the case had to be made against him. Now, there are people in our party who are resigned to the fact that he was going to be the nominee, resigned with the fact that the case didn't even need to be made because it would be a waste of time. They sat on the sidelines, and all they did was voice their opposition in private, behind closed doors, quietly, so no one could hear. And that's not leadership, everybody. That's cowardice. It's cowardice, and it's hypocrisy. As a party, we need to be willing to take the responsibility for the part we've played in getting here. Our country is angry. It's divided. It's accomplishing little. And it is leading our citizens to be exhausted. And you just look at what's happening just in the last few days. Good people who got into politics, I believe, for the right reasons. People like Senator John Barrasso, people like Congressman Tom Emmer, stand up and endorse Donald Trump. They know better. I know they know better. People who continue to deny the results of the 2020 election. People in leadership in the House who go on TV and say that the people who attacked the Capitol on January 6th are hostages. I'll tell you who hostages are. The Israelis who are still being hidden in tunnels in Gaza against their will, out of no fault of their own. These people speak louder for the folks who attacked our capital on January 6th than they are willing to stand up and speak for the people of Israel who are in tunnels in Gaza. That's not leadership. That's ambition and cowardice which has outstripped their otherwise good judgment. We want to change this party, and if we want to change this country, it's hard work. It's not easy. From the moment I got into the race, the decision that I made was really simple. I would rather lose by telling the truth than lie in order to win. And I feel no differently today because this is a fight for the soul of our party and the soul of our country. Why have we resisted the calls to drop out of this race? Because unlike some of the other candidates, we're fighting for something bigger than ourselves. We're fighting for something bigger than self-interest. We're fighting for something bigger than the next title. I've got plenty of titles. I have enough titles to last me the rest of my life. U.S. attorney, governor, husband, father, son, brother. I have enough titles to last me for the rest of my life. We are fighting for something bigger. 
This is something that conventional wisdom thinkers just can't possibly understand. And so they've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks, because some polls that I should drop out of the race, that I should get out for that reason. The smallness of the campaigns, who spend more time arguing and worrying about who should get out of the race than they have spent going after the front runner. They spend all their time saying, oh, Christie should get out, Scott should get out, Pence should get out, Hutchinson should get out, Bergham should get out. They and their donors have a different target every day to try to minimize the attention to their own campaign. And how their own campaign is a campaign that doesn't play to win. It's a campaign that plays to not offend. The problems in our country, the divisions and influx at our border, the problems with our enormous debt, the failures of our education system, all of those things and much more will not be solved by people who are too afraid to talk about what the real problems are. If we ever have a hope of restoring this party to be a governing party of principles, we have to be willing to do the hard work and take some of the heat that comes with it. We have candidates in this race who have run away from forums where they were afraid they were going to be booed. I run into the forums where I know I'm going to be booed. Because being booed for telling the truth is a badge of honor. I'm proud of everything we've said and done so far. And I'm proud of all the people who have supported us and are willing to do what needs to be done to restore the soul of our country. See, because in the end, all those issues that we've talked about at all the town halls, they're all really important. But they're no more important than the most important issue. And that is the character of the candidate. You don't know what's going to come across the next president's desk. You think you can predict it, but you can't. No one asked George W. Bush or Al Gore what they would do if four airliners were hijacked and flown into symbols of American power and killing thousands of Americans. No one asked them that in New Hampshire in 2000. But I was glad we had a man of character sitting behind the desk in the Oval Office when that attack came, because I knew George Bush would do everything he needed to do to protect this country and its people and put them first, not himself first. Imagine just for a moment if 9-11 had happened with Donald Trump behind the desk. The first thing he would have done was run to the bunker to protect himself. He would have put himself first before this country. And anyone who is unwilling to say that he is unfit to be president of the United States is unfit themselves to be president of the United States. Campaigns are run to win. That's why we do them. I see the chairman here. In New Hampshire, he knows we run campaigns to win. My goal 
has never been to be just a voice against the hate and the division and the selfishness of what our party has become under Donald Trump. It's also been to win the nomination and defeat Joe Biden and restore our party and our country to a new place of hope and optimism in this country. I've always said that if there came a point in time in this race where I couldn't see a path to accomplishing that goal, that I would get out. And it's clear to me tonight that there isn't a path for me to win the nomination, which is why I'm suspending my campaign tonight for President of the United States. I know, and I can see it from some of the faces here, that I'm disappointing some people by doing this. People who believe in our message and believe in what we've been doing. I also know, though, it's the right thing for me to do. Because I want to promise you this. I am going to make sure that in no way do I enable Donald Trump to ever be president of the United States again. And that's more important than my own personal ambition. And with that, there are now just four presidential candidates left on the Republican side. You have been watching live Chris Christie in the state of New Hampshire, Wyndham, as he just announced moments ago that he is suspending his presidential campaign, ending his run for the White House. Not much talk there about President Biden, the current commander in chief, the 46th president of the United States, rather a focus on the 45th president. Donald Trump, and one could say the de facto leader of the Republican Party. Chris? Uh, A a historic moment. Uh, That's a term that gets thrown around a lot, but this is one that we will certainly remember and we will talk about for years to come. This was very obviously hard for Chris Christie. Uh, This was very painful, and you could could taste the ashes in his mouth as he was criticizing the character of, without saying their names, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, right? Uh, When he talked about, uh, unlike some of the other candidates in this race who put their personal ambition ahead of, um, and he talked about the most important issue is the uh, the character of the candidate, and that not just an indictment of Trump, but an indictment of Haley and DeSantis without saying their names for their refusal to take on Trump uh, on his own character. Uh, This was hard for him, but I would just say there's a grieving process that goes on when you drop out of a race. Bob Cusack, editor-in-chief of The Hill. Listen, I think this is the beginning of an intense effort to beat Trump, anti-Trump movement, and we're going to see more things. This is step one. You know, in line with that, he talked about the fitness, that if you're not fit to say that Donald Trump is unfit, then you're unfit to be the presidency. He's such a trial lawyer and a great communicator. The real question still lays out there. Does he endorse someone, and what does he do next to stop Donald Trump from getting the nomination? All right, so push back a little bit on Chris <laughs> yeah, Christie, Kara. I can't wait. Why doesn't he just run as a Democrat, then, if he doesn't want uh, Trump to be president? I mean, I heard Trump, 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 not Biden. There, why can we not reserve our ire for Biden and what he's done to this country and what he could potentially do in another four years? Upwards of 60% of Democrats don't even think Biden is, quote-unquote, fit to serve another four years. So let's focus, let's train our fire on 
on Biden and let's defeat him because of what's happening at the border, because of what's happening to our economy, because of what's happening to our national security. Merchant vessels are being attacked in the Red Sea as we speak. Um, uh, Iranian proxies are being are attacking U.S. forces overseas. Russia felt emboldened to attack Ukraine, Hamas and Israel, and on and on and on. He's made the world so much worse. So, so we've been listening to you here for the last, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, Chris Christie. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a hot mic moment before Chris Christie took the stage. What Chris Christie said and what was caught on that hot mic, uh, by the way, it name checks one of the other candidates still in the race. That is on the other side of the break when The Hill on News Nation returns. <laughs> Where can the skills you learn with ham radio take you? Amateur radio, often called ham radio, is the place where today's engineers got their start. Ham radio is more popular than ever before. With hands-on training in electronics, engineering, and digital communications, modern hams interface computers and radios in entirely new ways. Ham radio in the 21st century can take you around the world or into a whole new career. Learn more. Go to ARRL.org. Join us. Over the last few years, things have got weird. And for our kids, these things can be overwhelmingly stressful. Scientific research and real-life experience tell us that the number one antidote to stress is authentic, trusted relationships. So that's why I... That's why I... That's why I am committed to building and maintaining a trusted space. This is a trusted space. Access free films and resources to build trusted spaces in your schools and communities at atrustedspace.org. Want to get out of just about anything and look like an earth-saving hero? Just use the environment excuse. High school reunion? Sorry, can't. Planetary obligations. Unfortunate bridesmaid's dress? Unfortunately, you promised the climate you'd buy more vintage. Chauffeuring teens? The earth really needs them to hoof it. The environment is always the best excuse. Find your out and opt in to cutting carbon. Just visit theenvironmentexcuse.org. Brought to you by Wild Aid. Pass it on. Today my bank made a big mistake, but I forgave them. My server spilled water on me, but I forgave him. My toddler drew lipstick on the wall. Was I ever mad? It got me thinking. I can forgive my bank and my server, but I'm upset with my own kid? I mean, what's most important here? So... Tonight, the two of us are doing lipstick art. On paper, forgiveness is in you. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. Hello, I'm Chuck Reddick, Commissioner of the Internal Revenue Service. We're working hard to get ready for tax filing season. You know who else is working hard? Identity thieves. Keep your computers and your mobile phones secure. Use antivirus software and strong passwords. Look out for email scams. Secure your home Wi-Fi with a password. Stay safe when you shop online. Look for HTTPS in the web address. See irs.gov for details. I just got a text asking me to approve a bank transfer I didn't make. I bet you get messages like this too. So much of our lives are online today, from email to banking and everything in between. To make sure my information was protected, I checked out CISA's Secure Our World website for simple steps to stay safe online. Now I know how to protect myself from scammers, and you can learn too. Go to CISA at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world. You're listening to The Hill on News Nation. To find News Nation on your screen, go to joinnn.com. I see you finally 
Yeah, he did. Bought it cheap online. <laughs> Follow me. We'll turn off here. I'm right behind you. Watch the cars. They can be crazy. Teddy! No! Are you okay? Somebody do something! Was this young man hit by a car? Yes, and his helmet is smashed. It's a brand new helmet. It's probably a fake. Fakes cause real harm. You're smart. Buy smart. Brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council and the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. What if one day you went to your secret hiding place and instead of what you came for, you found a phone number? 1-800-662-HELP. What would you do? Would you stop and give it some thought? Before drugs take their toll on you and your family, know that there is help. You can quit. For help with drug use, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral or go to samhsa.gov slash know the risks. Ashley Banfield and Chris Cuomo on America's fastest-growing cable news network, News Nation. The viewer seems to have been lost in the shuffle of cable news lately. They don't want a team sport. They want the full picture. The appetite is greater than it has ever been for perspective, for understanding, and for information that they cannot just trust, but use. See why more people are turning to News Nation, news for all America. To find News Nation on your screen, go to joinnn.com. Welcome back here to the Hill on News Nation. Na- News Nation. So we've been watching, of course, Chris Christie dropping out uh, of the presidential race. You saw it here live. Before all of that happened, there was a YouTube feed um, of the event. And, and Chris Christie was backstage. And some of what Chris Christie had said was caught on a hot mic. It's about a minute, and it name checks Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. Watch. People don't want to hear it, Wayne. They don't want to hear it. We know we're right, but they don't want to hear it. Right. And and there's you know we couldn't have been any clearer. Right. We couldn't have been any more any more direct or worked any harder. So and you know. Yeah. Well, when you give land to China and places like that. Yeah, yeah that's what you get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, she spent sixty-eight million so far. Just on TV. Spent sixty-eight million so far. Fifty-nine million by DeSantis, and we spent twelve. I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment, you know? And she's going to get smoked. And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. She hasn't even been. And she's still 20 points behind Trump in New Hampshire, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's going to carry out, right? Yes. I I talked to DeSantis called me, petrified that I would. He's probably getting out after Iowa. And it cuts off right there. My goodness. Um, You know, one of the things that I thought was notable and you heard some of it there was there was not an endorsement of Nikki Haley, Bob, in that in that speech from Chris Christie. And the the conventional thought is, um, okay, the Haley voters or the Christie voters go to Haley. But he didn't say, you know what? Vote for her so that we could take down Trump. I didn't hear any of that. No, and I we all kind of expected something like that. I, at least you know he's come to her defense uh, during the debates, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time maybe that's going to come separately. However, that hot mic moment not going to help his cause uh, <laughs> as far as uh, getting her uh, you know whatever. But but listen, New Hampshire still you, she's going to have to win a state. You know who finished second in 2016 in the Republican primary? John Kasich. He sure okay. did. So mm-hmm. he didn't go very far. And, so and, and you, you got to win states. And what Christie did here reminded you. It, it's funny you mentioned Cusack. That Cusack <laughs> mentions Kasich. <laughs> you know how to eat pizza. You're not you know a pizza I, I, like I a convict yes, like John Kasich. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the reality 
in 2016. Mitt Romney Mm -hmm. gave a big speech. I remember watching it the same way that we're watching this right here. He gave a big speech just ahead of the Michigan primary. He said Donald Trump's a dirtbag. He's a person of no character. He's a fraud. He's a disaster. He's all of those things. And I was like, wow, this guy's really taking the paint off him. Willard M. Mm -hmm. Romney is really going to town here. Mm -hmm. And then I thought the next thing that he was going to say is, and that's why I am endorsing John Kasich or Ted Cruz for president. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. You know what he said? So now you're going to have to do whatever you want to do. And in some states, maybe you want to vote for Kasich. And in some states, you want to vote for Cruz. And you know what it added up to? Bubkiss. It added up to nothing. And Mitt okay. Romney had no effect. And Chris Christie is going to have a narrow window in which, if he really wants to make a difference, he's going to have to. And I take his points about Nikki Haley. But if he really wants to make a difference, he's going to have to pick and 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 swallow his pride. And I, 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 I want to get to a member of Congress who's, who's joining us. But I want to go around the table real quick. You think Nikki Haley in New Hampshire today picks up how many points? Give me a number because of this. Eight. Kara? Yeah, the same. I mean, around. Somewhere in there. Scott? Eight to 12. Chris? I'll take the over on. Bob sets the line. I'll take the over. (laughs) He'll take the over on eight. All right. Joining us now is Montana Republican Congressman Matt Rosendale. Uh, He's been hanging around for quite some time. Congressman, I'm I'm sure you're busy. We had this breaking news with, with Chris Christie, and we do appreciate you being here. You have... Uh, supported Donald Trump. You are a supporter of Donald Trump. We just heard Chris Christie tell every Republican and every American why they should not support Donald Trump. Not a man of character, he says. You say what, Congressman? Yeah, well, I, I, I would disagree with Chris that this is a historic day. I think that uh, Chris Christie will go down as a also ran. I think Kara was spot on when she said that he's a bitter guy and that he should be running on the Democrat ballot instead of the Republican ballot. Donald Trump has proved that he knows what to do to advance our country. He uh, had every matrix that you can use as a measurement, whether it's employment, whether it's interest rates, whether it's housing, whether it's the economy. He did good in every one of those categories. And even with all the odds stacked against him and this terrible attack from the Department of Justice and the different uh, prosecutors around the country, he still is maintaining his position as the leader of the presidential uh, process, and I think he will become the nominee. I have already endorsed him, and I think he will then go on to uh, serve as the president again and, and do a great job for our country. What does it say about your party, Congressman, uh, that we just heard from Chris Christie, a former U.S. attorney, a former governor, uh, a, a governor in a blue state, and what he says about Donald Trump, and then the Donald Trump that you just laid out. There are two totally different wings of your party, Congressman, and I wonder where it goes from here. I think that there are people that are part of the establishment, and they have been very, very fortunate to benefit from the status quo, and they want to keep everything as it is. We see it every single day here in Washington, D.C., Uh, There are folks that don't want to rock the boat. Uh, I had a very good friend of mine, uh, Scott Perry from Pennsylvania, serving with me, and we served on a uh, a panel. We were discussing these issues with folks, and he said, everybody works so hard to get on the boat, and they claw, and they scratch, and they climb to get up on the boat to serve in Congress or the United States Senate. And then most of them, unfortunately, once they get up on the deck, say, whoa, don't shake the boat. Don't rock the boat. I want to stay here. Well, that is an unfortunate 
idea for people to have. If they're truly here to be public servants and not profiteers, then they will do that, serve the public. Congressman Rosendale, uh, there were other issues we wanted to get to, but I'm sure as you understand, we had a bit of breaking news uh, and we got to keep it there. We'll have you on back soon, as you know. Congressman, uh, appreciate the perspective, though. Thanks for the time. Thanks for having me on. Yep. Um, Donald Trump just came on, uh, made a post on Truth Social. He said, quote, and he references the hot mic, by the way. So this thing is circulating. There it is. He says, quote, I hear Chris Christie's dropping out of the race today. I might even get to like him again. Anyway, he was just caught on a hot mic making a very truthful statement. She, meaning Nikki Haley, uh, she's going to get smoked. You and I both know it. She's not up to this. Chris Christie today, in a way, probably tried to help Nikki Haley. And and I, I, want, I don't know, is this inside politics and the folks in New Hampshire are never going to you know, get into this? Oh, or does this, into, does this resonate? Brother, they're into this. No, I, I know that they're into it. I'm saying no, stuff, no. Like, stuff like that. Oh, no, because remember, New Hampshire, and I, I love you, New Hampshire. I'll be there, I'll be there soon. I'm, I'm coming. Uh, but New Hampshire is about the size of this studio. It's right. not a big state. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a small state, and the politics is uh, are extraordinarily intimate. And the tension that, look... I think the most interesting, impressive part of what Chris Christie did in his remarks was he began with a mea culpa. He began and he said, I was I succumbed. I succumbed to the temptation of Donald Trump and using Trump as a vehicle for my own personal advancement. And that he he called himself out on that failure. But there was some sort of therapeutic. There was a therapeutic component there as he's. You can feel the bitterness that he has about Haley, and it's going to be hard for him to work through that. Okay. Um, Got to run to break here. Still more show left on the other side. Final thoughts from the panel on all of this. The Hill, back in a few. Stay with us. This is an important message from the Mine Safety and Health Administration. Mining fatalities, accidents, and injuries are preventable. Taking a minute to approach your task safely can protect you and your fellow miners from injury and death. Staying alert and focused can keep you safe. Do it safe. Do it right. Whether buckling a seatbelt or securing equipment, these quick safety measures can prevent injuries and fatalities. Take time. Save lives. For more resources, visit MSHA.gov. When it comes to a gun suicide attempt, all it takes is a moment. My son, Ricky, took his life by the use of a firearm. It broke me, and I contemplated suicide. My grandson, I was going to have to be here for him. I still own my firearm. I keep it in a safe because I want to keep my grandson and myself safe. Store your guns, locked, unloaded, and away from ammo. Hear more safe stories at endfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by Brady and the Ad Council. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Veterans deserve to know about the best services available to them. VA's new radio outreach page is a prime source for that information. The page, news.va.gov slash outreach slash radio, houses public service announcements that educate veterans on a cross-section of topics. That's news.va.gov slash outreach slash radio. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it. Unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. 
A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Thanks for listening to News Nation on the Go. I'm Elizabeth Vargas, and this is America's source for engaging and unbiased news. Thanks for listening to News Nation on the Go. I'm Ashley Banfield. To get America's fastest growing news channel on your screen, go to joinnn.com. Thanks for listening to News Nation on the Go. I'm Leland Vitter, delivering fact based, unbiased news from all sides. You know that Big Bargain detergent jug is 80% water, right? 80% water? I thought I was getting a better deal because it's so big. If you want a better clean, Tide Pods are only 12% water. The rest is pure, concentrated cleaning ingredients. Ooh, pass me the intercom thingy. Attention shoppers. If you want a real deal, try Tide Pods. Don't pay for water. Pay for clean. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide Pods. Water content based on the Leading Bargain Liquid Detergent. Grandpa, look what I got. Wait till you see the bike we got for Jake. It is the coolest thing. Hearing loss happens gradually with age, making it easy to ignore. Yet most older Americans aren't getting their hearing tested. Dad, can you hear me? Untreated hearing loss can keep your loved ones from enjoying what they cherish most. Don't let that happen. Speak up about hearing loss. You'll be glad you did. Brought to you by the American Speech Language Hearing Association. Only one in five people with autism are employed, despite many having the skill set and desire to work. Maybe it's because employers don't know what kind of jobs they can do. Like, what about a programmer? That's a job for someone with autism. Uh, how about a healthcare worker? Yep, that is too. People with autism can do a lot of different jobs, but often get overlooked due to outdated stigmas. Introducing WIN by Autism Speaks. We help businesses lead the way in inclusive hiring. What about a ranch hand? Yeah. To learn more, go to autismspeaks.org slash WIN. Rewind TV. Play back the 80s and 90s with TV's totally tubular characters. Who'd you talk about, Willis? Your favorite sitcoms from the 80s and 90s are all in one place. Just go to rewindtv.com and check it out. Life is full of moments, including difficult and disruptive ones like a cancer diagnosis, which is why the groundbreaking work of Stand Up to Cancer is so vital. They bring together top minds from different fields to find new and better treatments so patients can thrive. Please join Stand Up to Cancer and Myrtle Beach to help families get back to where they belong, making new memories for years to come. Go to StandUpToCancer.org to see how you can join the mission. In 1929, he relied on four important values. Freshness, quality, variety, and service. I'm proud to carry on his legacy, but from a bigger space. We still freshly roast, season, and dip delicious nuts here in New Jersey and deliver them with the freshest dried fruits, snacks, and sweets to families that love our products all around the country, including mine. We think you'll love nuts.com, too. So check us out and enjoy 20% off plus free shipping on your first order. All right, so obviously some pretty big news on the presidential campaign front. Lots of other news elsewhere as we end the show. Uh, I'm wondering... Something else that caught your attention that we didn't get to today, Bob, what, what, what are you watching? One of the things in the new year that I'm watching is Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump. Uh, mm-hmm. The party has moved on from Chris Christie and others. Trump owns it. Can Trump be the nominee and even have McConnell 
who he really doesn't like, right. as the Republican leader. That's one to watch. This okay. could be McConnell's last year in the Senate. Okay. All right, Kara? Yeah, I think 2024 is going to be time for a big tech reckoning. Uh, we know that big tech engages in censorship against people who think like me, and they just suspended <laughs> a legal organization's Instagram account, permanently disabling it today. So there's a, a number of antitrust lawsuits that are going forward uh, in the new year. And then there's a number of uh, Supreme Court cases that are going to be decided. Florida has a law. Texas has a law that helps big tech not police the speech of conservatives. So we'll We'll see how those shake out. I'm Scott, what, uh, what, what we didn't legal, get to? Trump's legal cases. Oh, are yeah, going we to were going to talk about that. that. My goodness. Dominate. Yeah. Uh, him not making his closing <laughs> argument. I was really looking forward to him making it. So the civil, ca- the civil the case civil tomorrow, case. the judge ruled today, he basically can't make a closing argument. Because he couldn't agree to the same strictures right. that the lawyers are, that you can't bring up new evidence, that you, mm. can, um, you can't speak of things that were not uh, in evidence, if you right. will. And so uh, in 2024... These legal cases, which are political in nature, are going to dominate the media. And every day we're going to deal with this in past November. It'll be interesting to see whether he's in jail or whether he's the nominee Chris, and in the White House. This is the last time you're going to see me in person oh, until I go Iowa. to Iowa. Yeah. So brace, brace yourself. And I say it all the time. I'll say it again. It doesn't get real till it gets real. And what you just saw today with with Chris Christie, it's getting real. The realness of Vortex has opened up, and now voters are coming to a point of decision. It's happening. It's going to intensify, and I'll see you from Des Moines. By the way, as Chris Christie said goodbye to the political scene during this hour also, Nick Saban, great West Virginian, uh, no longer coaching Alabama football. Who would have thought? Great day, great show. Thank you all. Elizabeth Vargas reports starts now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Elizabeth Vargas Reports. We have chaos in Congress, a controversial crime, and a cosmic cult to tell you about. Let's get started. Remote learning is back, not because of COVID, but because of another national crisis, the influx of illegal immigrants. 